Hi, welcome to my creativity. podcast about being creative and producing output. I'm your host, Surrey. I reveal how I work, my projects and my process. Well, my creativity. From planning and goal setting to how I stay accountable for my output, to the way ideas pop into my head and the frameworks I use to stimulate my creativity and formalize it. Now each episode I go over last episode's goals and then I produce some new ones at the end. So I'm going to do that now. Last episode, I said I was going to find a place to write. Uh, I have yet to find a place to write. I've made contact with a shared space, and uh, COVID-19 is sort of making things a little bit hard to organize, but I'm getting there. I'm investigate writing meetup at library. Yeah, I haven't got done any further than that, trying to find a place to write. Photo shoot and video for Space Brains. Yes, I've done the photo shoot. I've got some beautiful photos, and if you head over to gravityundone.net and have a look at the Space Brains pages, you'll see um, a couple of nice photos of me there. The other Space Brain um, yet to organize which of the new photos he wants there. There will also be a photo of the two of us. That'd be kind of cool. Um, the A bit of this... So a bit of what actually happened to slow down my progress this past couple of weeks is here in Western Australia, where I record, we had, uh, we've had we've come out of lockdown uh, because we, we've been fortunate enough not to have much in the way of um, uh, COVID issues. Um, but the government wants to stimulate growth and recovery. And what they did was the federal government offered a $25,000 grant if you build a house. And then the state government said, yeah, we'll kick in another $20,000 if you build a house. So my wife and I, we looked at each other and we went, you know what, that house we've been dreaming about building for so long and we've been saving and working hard for, let's build it because when are we going to get $45,000 again, like from the government? We're not. So we madly went off and found uh, our dusted off our plans, took them into a building designer slash builder, got that all sorted out. We've worked out a budget, and now we've got to sell our current house. So for this past two weeks, I've been madly renovating. I've been digging a lot of sand. Um, the side of my house has got about um, 600 mil or two feet, if you're American of sand right butting right up against the side of it. It's terrible. So I have to retain all of that back. So uh, it's too tight to get a digger in there. So it's me with my shovel. And I've been shifting, oh, best part of four tons of sand so far. So I'm getting good exercise, so that's nice. I've also then just been doing repainting. I've put in new floors, skirting, 
I'm about to update the PowerPoints and we're hanging some pictures and just making the interior look nice. So that's what I'm doing. It's taking up all of my time. Uh, literally from I wake up, have a shower and get working. So this week I want to talk to you about horror. A few episodes back I read to you a short story I wrote called Karma Bites, which was, uh, I like to think it was a horror piece. It was about a couple of research scientists in Antarctica and they get locked in a storage shed overnight and there's a monster out there hunting. So if you haven't um, heard that one, go back. It is, uh, I'll tell you what episode it is actually, because you know, I'm quite pleased with it. Others may not be. It is... Oh, wow. Short story idea, productivity. I don't know. Oh, episode 36. That's a long time ago. We're up to episode 61 now. So if you head on over to gravityundone.net slash Mike dash creativity dash episodes or just grab and then like follow the menu whatevs you will find episode 36 i read my horror story so i thought i might talk to you a bit about uh what what is needed to make a horror like what is typically needed oh, you know i'm not giving you the encyclopedic reasons here but this is what went to mine and i think the two hardest stories to do well in my opinion, are horror and romance. And this is because both genres, it's necessary to evoke strong feelings of a very particular kind. Now, I don't write romance because it doesn't interest me. Sorry to my wife. But I do like horror. Sorry to my wife. I also like eating curries. So, I'm apologizing a lot lately. So, I've watched a lot of horror and I've read plenty of it too. And so I've got, I've got a few ideas on how it should be done. So what is horror? I mean, a good horror story is one that produces feelings of fear, dread, and sometimes revulsion in the reader. So when reading or watching a horror story, you should get a creeping sense of unease and feel a dark anxiety build. In some ways, you could compare it to a tragedy, like as in Shakespearean tragedy. You know, something bad is going to happen, and you know the end won't be nice, but you have to see it. And in that short story I wrote, uh, Karma Bites, I tackled horror and in some ways succeeded, and in others maybe not so much. So, horror setup. Here is how I set up a horror story. And I know a lot of other people do it too, because I've, I've done some reading. First of all, Introduce your characters. In order for the reader to get the full gut-turning effect of a horror, they need to know and care about the characters. This is true for any story, but especially for horror. A good character will make the reader want to... want. Uh, well, the reader wants to survive, but the reader wants the character to survive. Or wants them to die... Or find some kind of peace. 
you can make good use of stereotypes here. For example, set up the typical clueless teen who would normally get eaten by the monster, set up situations for the monster to eat them, then have them escape. The reader will be waiting for their death, hoping for survival, but sure they won't. Set the scene. Introduce all the parts of the scenery, geography, time period that will be important either to the plot or to raising the reader's level of expectation. Mention of a well in the back paddock where a child had died will make the reader expect something of it. You can go straight to there being a ghost, or you can lead the reader to think something terrible will happen in the well, then have a character hide in it. Ooh. The point is that you don't want to introduce anything that doesn't increase tension. Word choice is so important here, as it will allow you to paint the scene to make it eerie, or it will make you, you know, not eerie, which is kind of pretty ordinary. Now here's it. So the previous point, setting the scene and introducing the characters, kind of common to stories in general. But the, here's where horror deviates. It's isolation. In all good horror stories, there is a sense of isolation. It can be literal and physical, like being stuck in a lighthouse during a massive storm, or it can be psychological, like no one believes the main character. You have to cut the main character or characters off from normality, present them in a situation where there is no hope, but you can't go too far or it's going to look dopey. Many bad teen horror movies go too far and end up with me and probably a lot of other audience people asking, how can they dismiss the character as being drunk or high when there's clearly a mangled and horribly chewed corpse right at their feet? Because you see the situation where someone come running and say, Jerry got eaten by a werewolf, it was terrible, a monster got him. Oh, don't be ridiculous, there's no such thing as monsters. And then they see Jerry, oh, he must have just been a, like a tragic you know, accident involving a wood chipper or something. Just a psychopath killing people, don't a monster, don't do Like, come on. So inter-character tension. It is really important to introduce some level of friction between the main characters. They shouldn't operate as a well-oiled machine, or at least not for long. This is an extension of the isolation point. So two characters stuck on a raft being circled by sharks will make a reader quiver, I expect. But two people who are thinking of throwing each other into the water with the sharks will make the reader squirm, I think. This is why you need to make sure the characters are well introduced before you crank up the horror. In fact, you'll probably notice that there's a lot of horror books, horror, and, and movies as well, where the horror doesn't really start until, I don't know, a good 20, 30 minutes into the movie. Up till then, it's kind of hinting that there's going to be something terrible. But you're mainly introducing characters and situations and letting people see all the ways that a person could come to a bad end in whatever situation they come to. Now, here's another bit. Just a little too revelation. Just a little too little revelation. So, what do I mean? Like, don't go all George Lucas on your story. That is, in Star Wars, we were 
quite happy to accept that the Force was simply a mysterious chi-like energy that Jedi could manipulate. But in Episode 1, George decided he needed to have a scientific test to determine how strong the Force was, which led to the ridiculous revelation that you could catch the Force like common cold. Talk about removing wonder. Likewise, if you have some aspect of mystery that causes fear, for example, where did the monster come from? Is the serial killer really using magic? Why is a psycho axe murderer axe murdering? Only reveal enough to horrify the reader. So the reader's imagination is going to run rife with possibilities and the lack of understanding will heighten their sense of unease. Trying to explain too much is too bad. In fact, you'll see this in a lot of horror movies. They do it well in that the characters themselves will talk amongst each other and suppose possible things. They go, oh, this must be the ghost of Henry Bollinger who's haunting us and trying to kill us. He was the, I say that, you know, he was the owner of this place and they say that he went mad with grief after his wife died or something. So you never actually know whether that's really the real story or not. But you start getting this idea, you start thinking, okay, that is sort of an explanation. But all that explanation really does is make you more scared. Because the next scene will be someone that looks eerily similar to the dead ghost's wife walking off on their own. So anyway, my horror story, which is not to say uh, a true story that happened to me that was horrific, but rather the, the episode 36, Karma Bites. So for the most uh, for the most part, I I did purposefully decide to have a stab at horror. I think it's nifty. And using the above points, I create a story that would hopefully make my wife cry in fear. She didn't, but she did have a reaction. So that's that's good enough. So I didn't really want him to cry and fear that. I couldn't imagine how, what sort of story I'd have to write for that. So I introduced the characters. You're going to have to go back and listen to the episode, episode 36, Karma Bites. Otherwise, you might be a bit lost here. So I introduced the main character, Graham, in the first paragraph. Was he likable? No, I don't. I, well, I hope not anyway. He clearly disliked at least one of the people he worked with. Graham walked through, so I'm going to set the scene then, as Graham walked through snow to a dome-shaped storage shed. They looked north towards Tasmania and thought about expeditions. So the snow was white and clean and it was cold. So we've got ourselves this sort of image of crystalline perfection. And we know that we're south because he's looking north to Tasmania. Isolation, of course, is in Antarctica. And the icebreaker wasn't due to come pick them up and his team uh, until winter, which was only a couple of weeks off. Okay, so we're, we're getting the, the typical setup is, oh, we've got to leave. You, know, you can't be up in the old shed cabin. I guess it would be in the woods when the storms hit that washes out the bridge. So then we, you know, he gets stuck in this, this uh, storage shed as a storm hits. But of course, Graham doesn't get along well with one other character, one other person who's on this expedition. 
and who should rock up to the shed but that one character that he doesn't get on well with, Marshall. So he gets stuck in the shed during the storm. He blames, Graham blames Marshall for the death of his son, and this is kind of a central conflict of the story. Uh, arguably, I could have done it better. And the just a little too little revelation. So there is a monster, and it kills people. Like It kills a whole scientific crew. But I don't reveal the monster. I also don't provide an origin for it. I provide several options, places it may have come from, things it might have been, including, I think, a pissed-off penguin is, is what uh, Graham sarcastically mentions. But I didn't want the reader to be distracted by the impossible nature of the thing. And that's the thing, of course, when you're talking monsters in horror, it's ever so easy for people to go, well, that's just not physical possibility. In fact, in this horror story, it may not have been a monster. It really could have been uh, like a group of people being yeah, messed up. Or it could have been, uh, you know, a, someone importing an animal. Like it, it could have been a, uh, an angry polar bear that someone imported for the purposes of killing them. Who knows why you do that? Like, God knows. But the point is that it's never explained. The question, though, you're all wondering, did it work? To an extent, my wife, when I read it to her, she gasped and said, he isn't going to leave him, is he? At about the right point. So that was pretty good. I took the story to my writing group, and they provide a bunch of feedback. You must always get feedback. And they uh, they talked about the some tension and pace and character development. And I and I tweaked the story a little bit. And I've since read it to you. So that's that's my horror. And as you know, I'm writing this Hansel and Gretel. It's turning to a short novel at this point. It's supposed to be a short story, but you know, hey, things happen. It's a bit of a horror. First draft is almost done. I'm going to have to get some feedback on that because I know it's not right. Um, but I think it's pretty good. So anyway, so that's sort of horror and my take on how to write horror. Next week's goals. I say next week's, next fortnight's goals. Home renovation. Oh, Jesus, I've got to tell you it's what happened to me uh, earlier. Uh, I've do this other podcast called Space Brains, of course. We watched a movie called In Paradox, which is a 2019 movie from Kuwaiti director Hamad Al-Saraf. It's on Netflix. So we watched it, and yeah, it's it's got some really good stuff in it. Uh, it it's quite interesting, and it's got a bit of a twist ending. Uh, and we, you know, we as in Mark and I, the Space Brains, We've put it up on our social media and tagged in everyone involved. And Hamad, the director and writer, got in touch with us. And he listened to the episode. And he said, guys, you know, this is really cool. I like your take on what happened. I'd love to be able to talk to you more about it and tell you what, you know, my intention were was. So we said, sure. So coming out shortly after the platform on Space Brains is our exclusive interview with Hamad Al-Saraf. He's a Kuwaiti science fiction director. It's his debut uh, feature-length film called In Paradox. And we reviewed In Paradox uh, 
last time, previous episode, and then this coming episode after the platform, we'll uh, have his interview. So if if you're interested, you watch the movie, listen to our take on it, and then listen to the interview where Hamad tells us about his idea of the story, where that came from, the personal connections he had in the story, why things you know, evolved the way they did, um, his use of special effects, and why he chose to use computer effects in one point rather than practical effects. Uh, he tells us about um, the process of finding locations and some of the locations that he talked, he, he has some interesting stories about. And he has some advice for filmmakers uh, who are up and coming and want to get involved. He talks about how he sold his work to Netflix. It's, it's a really good interview. Like, if you are at all interested in the creative process, even if it's not script writing, but it's it's just in general how movies get made and you know what people are thinking about when they're trying to make them and the pressures they're under in order to get them out the door. It's a fantastic interview and it was such a privilege to be able to talk with someone whose movie we just watched and reviewed and then be able to get the you know the lowdown scoop on it. We are of course, as always, the Space Brains inviting writers and directors to get in touch. And we have had a few feed, bit of feedback, but no accepted interviews until this one. Fantastic. Keep an ear out for that one. So anyway, the next episode's goals. I'm going to do my home reno. So I'm going to be sort of taking up most, most of my waking day. I've taken two weeks off work to do this, in fact. I'm going to be digging sand. I've done the floors and stuff, but I'm going to be you know, fixing up shower curtain rails uh, I've got to pot some plants I've got to dig up the whole front yard I've got to um, fix the grass in the backyard there's a whole bunch of stuff I've got to do but I'm also going to update book one so book one of exit plan as I said uh, I wasn't happy when I tried to recreate the audiobook I was, I was reading chapter one I went just this is really uh, didn't translate well from the audio drama to the novel format. So I'm mixing it up a little bit just to spice it up, make it a little bit more interesting. And my other goal is to get back into regular writing because it's been a bit disrupted, quite frankly, this past couple of months, as I'm sure everyone has been a bit disrupted. But uh, I am working to get my place to write, get back into a writing group, and so on. So anyway, that's horror, that's goals, and how I'm going to stay cracking along with all of this. Go out there and do your own home renovation, or horror story, and uh, see ya.